I got like worried vibes when I met <laughs> Rod right away. <laughs> Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder, brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Hello, and welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Our format here is each host has chosen a movie that is streaming on either Hoopla or Canopy, and we have only five minutes to tell you about it. So we have our trusty friend Wilhelm watching the clock for us, and he'll let us know when we need to shut up. I'm Jamie, and joining me today, making her second appearance on the podcast, is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Oh, thanks. I'm really excited to be here. Good. I thought that I watched a lot of movies, but you put me to shame. (laughs) So everybody, Amanda will text me a lot asking, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? And nine times out of ten, I say no. And half of the time, it's a movie I've never even heard of. So <laughs> you are just way more up on top of your movie watching game than I am. I'm just so. obsessed, more obsessive than you are, I think. <laughs> so, and lots of free time. <laughs> do you just watch all the movies or do you have, are you more discerning? Like, no, I don't care about seeing that. That's not interesting to me. Or- Before, you know, the pandemic, I was watching everything that I could, wow. like two movies a week. Because, you know, you have... If you have, like, a pass yeah. to some of the theaters now, they have passes or subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And so I could, you know, just go and watch, you know, t- one or two um, a week. Um, right. Yeah, a week. And so I, but when once pandemic hit, we had a year off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and then I just recently started going back this summer. But now that, you know, Delta has hit, <laughs> I didn't go last weekend. And it felt really weird. Aww. And because I couldn't get excited about I don't remember the one is that's out. The two that are out right now that I wanted to watch. There was one about a lady that's something about a house. <laughs> I can't oh. remember the title. And then see, I have no clue. There's another so one about look. a blind guy that is like an amazing fighter or something. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But <laughs> and I, I saw the. I can never remember the title. I saw the original that it's based on. But um, but yeah, I used to go quite a bit, and I've always got like a list of stuff I want to watch, and I try and watch like all the Oscar nominees and yeah. stuff, and. And I listen to podcasts that, you know, also give recommendations. That mm-hmm. really helps you just, like, thin out, like, okay, this is something <laughs> that I should check out. Yeah. <laughs> Other people like it, so I might like it, too. Right. That's good. Yeah, I feel like since the pandemic, I've just lost touch with mm, what I movies know. are coming out and everything. But So today, we've got a couple of movies to tell you about. And we decided to talk about some LGBT movies. I'm going to go first, and then we'll take a short break. And then Amanda will tell you about her pick. So I'll go ahead and get started. So Wilhelm, if you please start the timer. Okay, so the movie I chose, I'd actually never heard of before. But when we decided to do LGBT movies, I browsed the category on Canopy, which is really handy. And so the cover of this movie caught my eye. I decided to check it out. It's from 1998, and it's called Edge of Seventeen. Not to be confused with the movie from 2016 starring Haley Steinfeld that has the exact same title. Mm, Yeah, that was a little confusing at first. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I tell people I'm going to do Edge of 17. They're like, oh, I love that movie. It's called Woody Harrelson. (laughs) I'm like, no, sorry. Mm -hmm. Not that one. So this one is directed by David Morton, and it was written by Morton and Todd Stevens. It takes place in Sandusky, Ohio, which is where Todd grew up, Mm -hmm. and it's a bit autobiographical. He even worked at a theme park like his main character does. (laughs) So it's a coming-of-age romantic comedy drama, and it's actually not rated, but it is definitely for adults only. There's some language and lots of 
mature content. Mm-hmm. So just be aware. Um, and it is streaming on Canopy. It stars Chris Stafford as Eric, Anderson Gabrick, hopefully I say his name right, as Rod, Tina Holmes as Maggie, Leah Delaria as Angie, Eric's boss, and I'm sure a lot of you will recognize her from Orange is the New Black, and Stephanie McVeigh plays Eric's mom. So it's 1984, and it's the summer before Eric's senior year. He and his best friend Maggie get jobs at an amusement park serving food, so not the most exciting job. But Eric meets Rod, who he is quickly intrigued by. What did you think of Rod? I got, like, worried vibes when I met <laughs> Rod right away. Because I just I was like, oh, wow, he's coming on pretty strong right. to our, you know, our uh, young lead here. Right. Um, and then the, I was bothered with by his hair. Oh, his bleached blonde hair. Yes, yeah, he is sorry. very, I, very blonde hair. Very blonde. So. And I don't know if they didn't have toner in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't tame it down. It was very orange. But um, I really liked their chemistry that yeah. they, when they were having, I think, the, like, a lunch, like they were on a picnic yes. table. And then our lead, I keep forgetting his name. Eric. What's his name? Eric, okay. He's eating something and he laughs at something yeah. the other guy said. And then the food falls out yes. as well. <laughs> I thought that he's so awkward and I just loved it because it's so realistic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the movie follows Eric through the summer and then into his senior year. And, you know, he's just trying to figure himself out, figure out what he wants, who he likes. He changes his hair a lot. His clothes kind of starts a new look. He does have a romantic encounter with Rod mm-hmm. and a few other characters in mm-hmm. this journey of self-discovery. But I really liked it because I love coming-of-age stories in general, books, mm-hmm. movies. And I think, like you said, Eric is a realistic character, especially when he's spitting food out of his mouth. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't like some of his actions and the way he treated Maggie, who yeah. has a crush on him. Mm-hmm. And he seemed totally clueless about yes. that. He did not catch on. Yeah. It was pretty obvious, I think, though, from the start mm-hmm. for the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Because he was, like, I think in the very beginning, one of the characters mentions, like, is this your girlfriend? He's mm-hmm. like, no, we're best friends. Right. And it's almost like never even occurred to him, like, she could be right. his girlfriend. No way. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I like, I mean, I feel like... He didn't mean to treat her no, the way he did. Yeah. I felt like he's very, very human behavior, especially mm-hmm. for a confused teenager. He's not mean-spirited. He, he does care about her. But, yeah, he's uh, he's just an awkward yeah. kid trying to find himself and figure out what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, really liked his mom. Oh, yeah. I love that actress. I thought yeah. she was so good. And she's really good at... You know, the, her character takes a journey, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and being what I thought was a pretty good mom. You know, right. she's... She's pretty understanding to, you know, being a teenager. And when he first starts, like, staying out all night, she's like, hey, you need, you know, call me next time. Right. She's really nice about that. Yeah. Way nicer than I think some of our parents maybe would be. Right. She, I really like when she talked to him about her dreams. Yeah. She wanted to be in music, but she Mm -hmm. gave it up to marry and raise a family mm-hmm. and then she takes a part-time job to try to help him out because he he wants to go to school in new mm-hmm. york and they can't really afford that so she does that and i just thought i think it's a really touching and honest movie mm-hmm. and it's I, got a lot of heart i don't know what you thought about like when he finally kind of comes out to her you mm-hmm. know that scene that scene was so you know just like touching and emotional yeah. to me anyway yeah <laughs> and that's when I, I loved that character from the whole film. And then when she, he says, I love you. And she doesn't say, I love you back. Oh, yeah. I just thought, oh, gosh, you know, just say, I love you. That's all you have to say. I, but then she doesn't say, like we've seen in some uh, coming out, uh, coming of age stories. He doesn't get like leave the house. You know, she doesn't say anything like that. And so right. you get the impression like she's 
you know, it's going to take some time, but she's not like saying like, no, off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that seems, you know, kind of realistic to maybe what some folks right. experience. And, but I think it gave hope to me anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, there we are. <laughs> Darn you, Wilhelm. Mm-hmm. I was oh, well. so excited to see, I think you said the actress's name was Tina. She played yes. Maggie. Mm-hmm. She was in the last two seasons of, um, is it Six Feet Under? Yes. And I was, I haven't seen her in anything else. Right. So. Oh, okay. and, and she had, I don't know if you really like, I got obsessed with her hair. Oh. She had, <laughs> sorry, I'm really talking about hair a lot. <laughs> but she had, like, to me, looked like the Sarah McLaughlin hairstyle, oh. the little fair hairstyle of, like, yeah. you know, it's just short, short and kind of, like, tousled. Yeah. <laughs> and it just looks so cute to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is, and so even though this film is, like, it's made in the 90s, set in the 80s. Yeah. Definitely has some 90s influence with her hairstyle there. So so excited to see her. And also the actress that plays Boo in um, that other show, the uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Weird. so excited to see her, too, because yeah. I don't see her in, in much at all. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was really great. And it was just fun, to when you mentioned that you wanted to cover this film, and so I got to watch it, to just go in, like, cold and not mm-hmm. know anything about it. And it just seemed like such, you know, a you know, enjoyable film about a really likable character. I was really invested in the kid from Me the very too. beginning. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's just a very real oh, yeah. story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a short break and then we'll be back. And Amanda is going to tell us about her movie. So we'll be right back. Like this podcast? You can make your own. This show is recorded in the Maker Lab at our Norman Central Library at 103 West Acres here in Norman, Oklahoma, where we have 3D printers, laser cutting and engraving, audio and video labs, and so much more. Come today and try out our tech, or feel free to contact us at 405-701-2614 for more information. Hello, we are back, and I just told you about Edge of Seventeen, And now Amanda is going to tell us about her pick for this week. So, Wilhelm, will you please start the timer? Okay. So what do you got for us, Amanda? Okay. Um, The film I want to talk about today is Tangerine, and it's from 2015. It's rated R, and it does have some language and Mm -hmm. sexual content. And it's on Canopy right now. Um, I believe it's classified as comedy, comedy slash drama on Canopy and also on IMDb. And um, it's directed by Sean Baker. He also directed Florida Project, which I believe you guys oh, yeah, have covered. Have. And uh, he directed Starlet, which is also on Canopy. And I want to watch that. Oh. I really like his stuff. So <laughs> I had never seen anything by him. Oh, so yeah. this was my first time. Oh, no, wait. You've got to watch Florida Project. Okay. I love yeah. Florida Project. Okay. Um, we have our leads, uh, Cindy and Alexandra. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the film, it opens, they are in donut time, yeah. and they're sharing a donut. And I was wondering, <laughs> Jamie, when I saw this film, I thought, I don't think I've ever shared a donut with anyone. If I ever went to a donut store, was a donut store, <laughs> a donut, uh, you know, eatery, right. <laughs> and got a donut, I would like be like, you're on your own, other person. This right. do- full donut is for me. <laughs> and so to me, I just thought, like, this immediately like, establishes they are close. <laughs> they're sharing a donut. You know, you yeah. have to be really best buds with somebody when sharing right. a donut. I'm, I don't, I don't want to share donuts. I always want to no. for myself. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you aren't satisfied with having a donut. Right. <laughs> So they're in donut time. They're sharing a donut. Uh, donut time is in Los Angeles, and it's Christmas Eve, and we mm-hmm. hear Toyland over, oh, yeah. like, the radio or whatever, you know, is playing in the donut time uh, shop store eatery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cindy and Alexandra, they're trans women. They're sex workers and they're best friends. And they're sharing a donut and catching up because Cindy uh, was recently released 
from a, like a 28-day stint in jail. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes a little while to establish that. We just know that she's been away right. for a little while. <laughs> and as they're catching up, Alexander lets it slip that Cindy's boyfriend slash, I don't know if we're allowed to say like the P word on here. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to say sex worker manager. <laughs> right. That's a good one. Way okay, to good. Put it. Uh, Chester, uh, he cheated on her while she was away. And Cindy is just like livid and not only cheated on her, but cheated on her with like a cisgendered woman. Right. So she is just so furious Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's determined to find Chester and confront him about it. And so she just drags Alexandra all over (laughs) this part of Los Angeles. And I looked it up um, and according to IMDb, uh, it's primarily filmed at the intersection of Santa Monica Boulevard and Highland Avenue. So if you know L.A., (laughs) that might mean something to you. I've been to L.A., but I... I don't know anything. I was there when I was 13, so I don't remember anything. (laughs) (laughs) Only in films. That's all I know. Um, And according to IMDb, also, it's notorious for drugs and prostitution. So so this is kind of the world that they are living living in, yeah, and that we get to explore as as we follow them around. And um, along the way, Cindy, you know, she drags Alexander. Alexander is passing out flyers to her performance later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And while they're off, you know, uh, looking for Chester, we cut to... Another character named uh, Razmik. He's oh, yeah, a, the cab driver. Yeah, he's an Armenian cab driver. And um, we get to see some of his encounters Slice with passengers. Yeah. <laughs> and there was one very memorable passenger. Oh. Did you recognize Holdenville, Oklahoma native, Clue Gulliger? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> I did not. Now, I remember you texting me about oh, this. Yes, yes. But I totally forgot that I was as so I was watching excited. it. I was so excited. Wow. I was just like really, really pumped. And so, That's cool. <laughs> he plays a character, I think, just called the Cherokee. He has, you know, uh, it, it all sounds kind of like improv. Like, right. I don't know if any of that is actually written in the script. But he just tells yeah. some story about how he got his name. And mm-hmm. that's your cool clue gulager right. <laughs> scene. Your Oklahoma connection. Yes, there. yes, Oklahoma connection. And um, uh, eventually, Rasmik finds out that Cindy is out. Because uh, while also being um, a taxi driver, he's also... Like a frequent customer, yeah, Yeah. of Cindy's and Alexandra's. Mm -hmm. And so when he finds out Cindy is out, then he is on the search for Cindy, too. Right. Well, you know, while she's looking for Chester. And then the film, the climax is at Donut Time. (laughs) They all meet up. (laughs) The poor donut shop lady. I know. Yeah, she was just like, kept warning him so many times she was going to call the police. Right. Keep your voice down. Yeah. And I don't know how you felt when Chester was revealed, but I was like, him? This guy? Cindy? Yeah. This is who (laughs) is causing all the trouble. Yeah. But I liked the film quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I had, um, when it first came out in 2015, there was a lot of buzz about that it was filmed on iPhones. Mm-hmm. And according to IMDb, it was 5S uh, yeah. smartphones. And they, I think they also did like some color timing or something with the editing. Because yeah. there's some scenes that are like really saturated with like orange yes, or yellow. Did, and, I um, read a review that said it was shot with an anamorphic widescreen oh. attachment and the colors are super saturated. Mm. said so to the point where Cindy and Alexandra might as well be killer characters in a Technicolor musical. Oh, gosh, like, yeah. That's a good way to describe <laughs> it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was really impressed by that. I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't notice. Like it didn't look like bad or anything right. to me. Like the, what do you call it? The photography. Right. I cinematography. Cinematography. Yes. Um, there you go. I didn't could not would not have known oh. <laughs> that it was filmed with a phone. So. Mm-hmm. But one other thing I thought was interesting. Sorry, gotta no, get this in there. No, that's fine. Is that Baker like went to that area and hung out there, and he met the actresses. Oh my gosh, no way. That that's how he found them. He just met them at an LGBT center mm. in LA, and he I think um, let's see I have their names here. But one of them, he met one of them, and then she introduced him to her friend, mm. and he was like, 
they thought he called them the dynamic duo oh gosh i thought they were really good yeah and i had a hard time i have a bad tv so i had to put subtitles on anyway me too but cindy talks so fast and she was just (laughs) (laughs) and so you might need subtitles anyway but yeah i just thought they were really fun to watch i enjoyed them quite a bit so yeah their names are I probably might get those wrong. But Katana <laughs> Kiki Rodriguez plays mm-hmm. Cindy. Oh, okay. And then Maya Taylor plays Alexandra. Also, you mentioned the subtitles. I did that too. Mm-hmm. And I loved how they spelled Cindy's name. S-I-N hyphen D-E-E. Yes, I but, love that. <laughs> um, I have a question for you though. Okay. Do you consider this a Christmas movie? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I I, yeah, it's definitely if you're looking for something kind of on the periphery of like like Christmas is in the background of this mm-hmm. film for sure. And it when I don't think this is a spoiler, but when Alexander, when we finally see whatever Alexander's performance is, mm-hmm. it's there's a Christmas song incorporated, and I just love that scene. I think Me it's too. one of my favorite. I'm going to say it was she sings "Babes in Toyland." No, I think it's oh yeah, Toyland. Yes. <laughs> and, well, I'm thinking the movie. The, there's a movie called "Babes in oh, Toyland." Okay. And so with Annette Funicello, like from the 60s. Oh. I loved that movie as a kid. <laughs> so when she was singing that, I was so excited. I was like, oh, yeah. And um, later on in the movie, the score that is the ba- music is playing mm. in the background. So, yeah. I yeah, just... it's like a theme throughout the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has, I think, a Christmas feel for sure. Even right. though it's in, I think the characters even mentioned at one point, or maybe somebody that's driving around with Razmi. It's uh, the mother, says, his mother-in-law oh. is driving with the other <laughs> cab driver and says it's too warm. It doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. There needs to be snow. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one more thing. I really like that they did cast transgender yeah actresses to play these roles because representation matters yeah so, definitely yeah so okay well thank you for sharing oh i had that. one more thing oh, oh i'm so sorry no, I go, ahead. Thing. go ahead um i did also read on imdb um one last fact um donut time which kind of plays prominently in the film mm-hmm. um after the filming after it wrapped donut time was closed but it was refurbished and opened a year later and it became a Trejo's Coffee and Donuts. Oh. So, you know, Danny Trejo, oh, yeah. the actor, um, he has, like, some restaurants. And we have, like, a cookbook of his. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That, that you, can, you know, you can't go to Donut Time, but you can go right. to, to Danny Trejo's uh, Coffee and Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I know we went over five minutes on oh, that's both okay. of our movies, but, you know, so... All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. Thanks for being here today. Well, thanks Hopefully for having we me. can do this again sometime soon. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed listening to our show, please be sure to like and subscribe to our channel from wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave a comment and a rating. And if you have any questions or want to share your thoughts on the films we have covered, or if you have a recommendation for something you think we should watch, let us know. You can email us at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org and tell your friends about us. Tell your family. All right. Thanks for being here today, Amanda. And thank you all for listening. Adios. Bye. <laughs>